Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. I am one-time and future 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, uh, and I would like to bring in all the way from the city of Brotherly Shove, Stack Guy Greg, SGG. You forgot future Hall of Famer, but there's, there's time to get on that. There's time to build the resume. You know what? You're right. I shouldn't have mentioned, I shouldn't have forgotten it, though. It's wrong. Definitely future it. Hall of Famer. And originally from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Bucks, Bucks County to be exact, but he's now officially being hailed as from Dipperland Ranch 1.0. Brian Dipper. Summer, summer residence. That's it's right. been so many weeks since you've heard from me. Are you, uh, did you miss me on a scale of one to mage? On a scale of repug to mage, how much did you miss me? Well, it depends. Are you talking to the audience who doesn't hear from you? Or are you talking to me who hears from you constantly and you never get off the phone? Wow. I don't think, I think you're complaining about, I think you're subliminally complaining about my phone habits with you. Oh, well, I haven't. Have I brought this to the podcast yet, SUG? I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah. So the, the audience, the cheap heat universe should know Dipperstein doesn't get off the phone. He, ne- he never gets off the phone. He- he's incapable of hanging up the phone. Once you start wrapping up, it's like the beginning of a process, th- the length of which you have no idea of until it's over. So it's, when you say, all right, well, I got to go, he sees that as like the 10-minute warning, I'd say. It, it's sort of like the, the I would liken it to being at the Passover Seder and, you know, you, you, you say to your husband or wife or your kid, OK, we're going to start to say goodbye to everybody. Start we're going to start goodbye. to say goodbye. My mother used to say that to me. Start to say your goodbyes now. We're going to leave in, in like 10 minutes. So you start kissing everyone. OK, we're leaving. Oh, the dinner was great. Oh, I, you know, we're tired. It's a, so I liken my conversations to a loved one. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to a loved one and right. I so don't when I need say, to wrap up. It can't no. always wrap up on your terms, even though you're the client and you're more important <laughs> than me. I'm the, I'm the, I work for you, which I know that. Okay. I still need to feel like, you know, there's needs to be some familial aspect to it. Well, 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 by the way, you're much that, that makes sense because you're much worse during family and friends hours. During the workday, if I say I have to go, I might get off the phone within a minute. 
But if it's after hours and we're just chatting and it's friend time, well, it's friends and family minutes. It takes it's friends, the friends and family minutes. He's got unlimited. He knows that. So it's he has limited minutes during the day. He has unlimited time at night. So he goes, when I say I when I'm like, all right, well, I'll give you a call tomorrow. He sees that as when remember when you were a kid and you were sitting at dinner, your family went to a friend's house and the parents would first go, well, the kids have school tomorrow. It's like the beginning, the warm up, the preamble to ending the conversation. <laughs> the start to say goodbye. The start to say goodbye. You should feel flattered. I, I rush people off the phone galore. My, my whole life is rushing people off the phone. You, I, you know, I enjoy talking to. I, I care about you. I care about you, too. I'm, I'm grateful that it's that it's like this. Um, so we have a lot to get to. Apologies for last week. Apolog- apologies for the weird sound this week. Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know, but we have a lot to talk about. So I know the true peckerheads just want to get to it. SGG, what's happening outside the ring? Hogan, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil were announced as the hosts for this year's edition of WrestleMania. And I know I, for one, was baffled by the decision. Um, okay, baffled. Baffled why? It just, it's, an, it's an odd pairing. Let's, you know, without even stating the obvious, <laughs> it's just an odd pairing, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. And I'm wondering why now was the time to, to make that decision to put well, him back on TV and back at the forefront. Well, he wasn't on TV, though, yesterday, was he? No, no. no. He will be. He's the full-on host of WrestleMania, so he's going to get... He's going to get well, his 15 minutes. Don't worry. And that's another that's another subject related to this subject. But um, I'll just say this. I thought it was weird. Um, and then it's now become more clear. And whether you think it's stupid or not, that's that's totally fair. But it's definitely because they both are from Tampa and um Titus, uh, it's it's rumored is going to get the Warrior Award. Yeah. So, you know, they spend a lot of time. Titus now is kind of like more ambassador than anything. And so, since he's the, he's this ambassador and he does all this wonderful community stuff, I get why they. And and also remember, Titus hosted last year basically with Gronk. Yeah, he well, he fought, sort of filled in for Gronk. Gronk was announced as the host, and then, you know, the 24-7 championship debacle involving him, he ended up having to relinquish hosting duties for a little bit, and then Titus filled in. Um, did a great job. His meme oh. from after the uh, the John Cena-Bray Wyatt match went viral is still a, still a thing. So, I mean, so what I'm saying is I, I'm not, believe me, I am not here to tell people to like this or think that it's worth getting excited about, but I will just say... I do understand the logic, whether you think it's stupid or not. How about that? Let me tell you what I think about Titus O'Neil. Can you he's, a gr- he's a great guy. Confirmed. And by the way, his kids are mage too. They're yeah, great man. guys. They're great guys in training. <laughs> <laughs> They're learning from the best. He's, he's, the, very, he's the very definition of a great guy. So yeah, he's a great guy. You, you guys know, you know, everything that goes with Hogan, we've talked about a gazillion times. My biggest concern in this specific moment 
is like he just the hosting part it does not come natural. Well, here's here's what yeah, that's say. the that is a major concern because even the last few times they put him on the mic, it hasn't. It, that is what they really need to worry about. It hasn't gone well. I just wish that they could use Hogan in any other situation other than how they use him now. I let agree. Me, let me tell you something. In like the w- same way that he does, it, ju- it. I'll I'll take anything else. If they wheeled him out on a on a on a on a desk with wheel at a, with a dining room table and we watched him eat spaghetti and meatballs, it would be more interesting than him saying, "Well, when this warns while doing the same well, line." It's they tried so pasta mania dip; it didn't work. Are, are you I'd suggesting him a- open his mail? Are, are you saying? <laughs> Yeah, I, you want to see him have a big bowl of pasta mania, brother. That's what you're anything. suggesting. Right I'll now. take anything. I'll take no, pasta eating. I'll take no, opening I, I, mail. Here's the thing. I've given you guys chapter and verse on my theories about how Hogan doesn't work because he hasn't found a, a real-life character to play. So all he has is Hulkamania, and it seems ridiculous at pushing 70. So... But I wish they were capable of using him in like an understated way where instead of cutting promos backstage, like he was, you know, for example, if he was capable of doing normal wrestling things, I might have found it more interesting if he was managing Lacey Evans against Charlotte than Ric Flair going against his daughter, whose storyline had been built with about them loving each other for the last seven years. Um, the truth is he, sh- he doesn't need to be doing anything, okay? We don't need him anymore. I, look, I wasn't the biggest Hulk Hogan fan when I was younger, but I, you know, I, I, I whatever. You know how you I get it. On, he's on my Mount Rushmore. What I'd like to see him do is like induct Eric Bischoff into the Hall of Fame. Induct somebody into the Hall of Fame. Do speeches that are meaningful. You know, host something on the network you know, whatever. But I, the idea of like integrating him into promos and making it sound ridiculous and rehearsed and scripting every word he says, and he's fumbling and mumbling and it, he never, it never comes out correctly. It just like, it's ruining the legacy besides all the other stuff, you know, like it just ruining the legacy to see and other, and I feel that way about other legends too. It the, over scripting legends, just ruins the whole mystique of, yeah. of, of what they used to be. So anyways, so we have that. They will be hosting. That's what's happening. Uh, we've spent way too much time talking about this already. Yeah. And they'll be hosting WrestleMania live on Peacock, which made news and waves because uh, apparently they've been editing what they deem to be offensive content um, from the network, which it's, I, I've got to be honest, I feel like they opened a can of worms that they didn't need to in just editing anything. I, I, I this is all I'll say. I agree with SGG. Um, you guys, I hope our audience knows at this point that I take issues of, of saying and doing the right things and being sensitive very seriously. I, I'm not like, I'm not some anti cancel culture warrior or anything like that but you cannot rewrite history. It happened. We all enjoyed content in our past that if it was made today, you'd go, 
what the hell was that? We all, all of us have, all of us enjoy content like that. And I don't think anyone gets upset about content that's 35 years old. I just, I, I agree with SGG. It feels like I, I wish they just agreed to move it over as is. Well, just put a bumper on it. I know Disney, Disney in that day, they produced some content that, you know, they're not necessarily proud of today. And then it's all on Disney Plus with just a, a bumper in the front that says, listen, this was a mildly offensive back in the day. It's wildly offensive now. We apologize, but we're going to present it as is. If they just threw that in front of all the content, but now they... I feel like they put themselves in a position where people are going to ask, where's the line? Especially that, when it gets to like attitude error stuff. Like and that's what I'm saying. The attitude error will become impossible. And, <laughs> and, and this is a business where people used to, when you're trying to have bad guys, bad guys say bad things. Mm-hmm. They're not, they weren't always supposed to be appropriate. And I just don't know who the people are who would have really been mad about this, but Pray anyways, for the intern that has to edit ECW. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Be, exactly. Crazy. And I'm 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 sitting here watching WrestleMania 5 on Peacock right now. I'm definitely missing all the old prime times and challenges and superstars which I usually watch. And right now I'm basically just watching old WrestleManias cuz it's mania season, but after mania season, I'm going to need my prime times back. So I, I love I love the demolition promo at WrestleMania 5. Oh. It's one well, of the great promos. I can't wait to hear them scream nonsensical things. And uh, I, where, what match are you at? I watched WrestleMania five uh, in the background uh, the other day. It's one of the great events. I mean, it really, I, it's so colorful. Blue blazer and Mr. Perfect. Perfect looks perfect. He is in the, as he should. he's in the best physical condition. That was really peak perfect at that point. It was, it was uh, early, you know, first quarter, 89, and he's another one who's like body and and physicality deteriorated very quickly. There was a there was a point in mid 1990, late 1990, where perfect like took a turn, like ha, like got a gut and cut his hair a little bit. And he I wasn't never thought that. Perfect. I thought he always looked really good. No, even like I mean, right to did. the end, he did. But there was, a, there was a time, there was a moment when he did not, you know, when, when it turned in like early 91, where he like started getting a little chunkier. You're saying he didn't have a great body? No, but there is, again, it's, it's not like the physical deterioration of, um, of Hercules, which, uh, which if, you, if you're watching every WrestleMania in order... The, the, dip, the Hercules from 1989 to the Hercules from 1992 is quite a different Hercules. This, this is like sort of the end of peak Hercules at five. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. the time you, he, he gets earthquake at six too. and he still looks great. Yeah, it gets, it gets rough after that. I just watched four over the course of several days. Also, Something else, and I know we're talking about a million things, but it's Yo, Mania four season. is an underrated WrestleMania too, like all time. Well, I, the, the well, tournament, it's one of the I, greatest. That's 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 my hot take. I love four. Four is oh, right. It's very high up for me. So ill. Four the tournaments is highest level. I, four is is BB and B, and also one of the things that, of course, is gonna is driving Dip crazy and driving many people crazy 
is the use of the way celebrities are being used this year, right? In WrestleMania 4, they trot out Vanna White and Bob Euchre. Euchre, who, don't get me wrong, at the time, in, in 1987 and 88, Bob Euchre was, uh, you know, he was a star. He but, was he wasn't, but he wasn't, um, he was a good mainstream star, but you could get someone that's his equivalent. It wouldn't be hard. I'm just saying that he made sense. He was interested in it. He knew how to play along. He... It just worked. Vanna White, they didn't try to get her to do a million things. It just was, it was a lot, it was a lot more effortless, the attempt to be a part of mainstream conversation. Yeah. Bob Euchre too, let's, let's not forget. And he was on Mr. Belvedere. So like he had those comedic chops too, even beyond being a, a sports announcer and having like the sports the real sports connection that he could. Oh no, he he was Euchre was a great. I mean, he is. He's still doing commentary, but, by the way. But let's let's just let's just let me just say something about that. Back then, when this a celebrity was at WrestleMania, they were treated by by Mean Gene, by Jesse, by Gorilla as equals in the broadcast at the time. Yep. They were like treated as part of the show, not this angelic figure that is otherworldly that they are lucky to have integrated into their product. You know what I'm talking about, obviously, as what how they treat them now. Back then, it was like Bob Euchre's here. Like, we, we don't even need you here, Bob Euchre. You're lucky to be here. You're lucky to be part of WrestleMania. That's how it felt when Bob Euchre was at Mania. That's how it felt when you know you had um robert goulet at wrestlemania six or um not robert goulet who's saying uh who yeah, wasn't was it robert Bolshe- who was it the bullshit it was robert that- goulet it was robert goulet I think. okay so right robert goulet like that was like a perfect vignette where like the bolsheviks were like annoyed with robert goulet like you don't see stuff like that anymore but now you it's know what like- you put them, the celebrities are integrated. They're literally put on a pedestal like they're otherworldly figures coming from outer space. That's the celebrity culture now, though. Because, like, you're talking about the difference between performers. Because, like, like Robert Goulet and, and Bob Euchre and, like, even some of the singers and Ali, who was a professional wrestling fan growing up. Like, when they get in the world of wrestling... They're ready to perform. They're ready to be on. Even like Mike Tyson, like he's game to do anything because he loves wrestling versus like a celebrity who you're bringing in for popularity purposes, who they're not, they, they take themselves too seriously. Celebrities now in general take themselves well, I, much I more seriously and their brand than like a celebrity back in the day who would be down to be part of the act and just entertain. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that SGG, but it does also speak to a bigger problem that the WWE, by the time it was the Attitude Era, it was pop culture. You didn't need other people to make you part of pop culture. You were pop culture and they wanted to be associated with you. Now it's like, it's like we don't believe that we're cool and we're asking these people for a cosign. You, you don't need their cosign. Make an awesome product that people think is cool and, and be a part of it. Everyone wanted to be DX. Everyone wanted to be Steve Austin. You know what I'm saying? Now it's now it's the marks. It's the it's the it's the diamond in the rough mark celebrities who are embraced and want to be part of it. It's not the you know I'm a celebrity 
And like, we love you to be a part of this because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but doesn't Bad Bunny sort of fly in the face of what we're talking about right now about how celebrities don't respect wrestling enough? Because like he's first of all, he's fully into entertaining. Like you can tell he respects the craft of what he's there to do. He's not going to be like Bret Hart or anything like that. But for what he's there to do, he's consistently knocking it out the park every week. He's fully a mark. Knocking it out of the park? Yeah, I think so. I think him really? is a, a, a high. The only thing I like, let me tell you that, the only, not to interrupt you, but the only thing I've liked that he's done so far, I don't mind the bad money thing. Again, I've said this on the pod before. I'm not like, I respect him as a mark. Like we probably love wrestling just as much as he does. And I, I love that. But the only really like solid thing he's done was this week when he punched the Miz in the face and it looked like a real punch. Not true. Really- not true. That, that cross body off the top rope at the Rumble. All right, fine. It was very I, I well done. And this was in a week when that was in a week when Snoop Dogg showed us just how difficult it is to jump off the top rope. No, that no, listen, look incredible. Bad Bunny has been fine and he's done a good job. But to Dip's point, though, they do constantly treat him. He does get a like it, it's just a bit much. That's all. It's like, OK, he's here now. He's part of the story. He's he's basically a wrestler leading up to WrestleMania. But just, in ge- no, go ahead. I just don't understand the obsession with ha- like, like have we were talking about this the other day. I don't understand the obsession with having to constantly, and this, but they do this with every storyline. Now that's all the writing is, is just explaining to you what happened previously or what explaining and explaining and explaining. It's all explaining, but you know, like the idea that week after week after week, we have to know that he was nominated for a Grammy and that he has this many Spotify listeners and he's this, I mean, it's so crazy already. It's like enough is enough. He's been on television for six months. Like we, we don't need to be reminded every moment of his accolades as a human being. Although well, it's the same thing they do with Randy Orton. He's a six-time Intercontinental Champion. He's a 10-time Universal Champion. He won the Royal Rumble 10 times. He won it. He beat The Undertaker. He this, that, a hundred, you know. It's the same thing they do, but like with the celebrities, it just sounds, it, it just, well, you can't, you're not dialogue. doing anything. You're not doing Here's the issue with doing that so much. If you're a, if you're a bad bunny fan, you don't need to know all of that stuff. And if you're not a bad bunny fan, you don't care. Right. So just let it be. That, that's right. all. I don't, I, I, he's doing a good job. Like he's doing a good job. He's, he's getting more comfortable. Like, yeah, he speaks in Spanish most of the time, but he still seems comfortable and it doesn't seem phony. Um, no, it doesn't seem and, phony. I don't hate it. And his wrestling stuff is pretty good. So I got no issue with it, but it's just to Dip's point, I do agree. Calm, just calm down. We're cool. Wrestling is awesome. You don't need to prove it to everyone all the time. Yeah, and now it's the the Jake Paul thing or whatever his name is. Yeah, I just think that's, that's exactly what the thing. But I just think that's how celebrity culture is now. It's just like... When a celebrity comes in, they expect to get like the nice dressing room with the with the bowl full of just red M and M's and San Pellegrino. Yeah, but they're not. But they're not. Rider. But 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 SGG, they're not dictating. Every time I talk, you need to say that I'm a worldwide recording sensation. They, right. They're I mean, not requiring that. That's that's to Dip's point. That is what they do with everyone these days. I think that's they over-explain like explain everything. I think that's because they know who their audience is, though, too. Because when when Bad Bunny started popping up a lot of a lot of people in the audience was just like you know who is this guy why do i care blah 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 and i think those are like like you know who bad bunny is and dip knows and i know because we're tapped in but then the people who don't know him and still don't care about that stuff it's sort of like they're justifying it to those people of like 
this is not just a random nobody off the street. Like this is somebody worthy of our time. Right. But okay. But to my point, let me switch gears for two seconds with the explanation thing. You like this week with the fiend situation. Now there's nothing I care about more. I love the fiend. I love the new, the new burnt gimmick. I love the whole, I'm, I'm that it's what I'm most excited to see every week on television and wrestling. Okay. But this week you lost me. Alexa bliss came out. They did a promo with Alexa bliss last night where instead of her being like bizarre and like doing something freaky. Okay. To further the storyline, she explained to us how Randy Orton feels about the fiend. Randy Orton thinks he's safe for the past few weeks. Randy Orton has been really scared. It, it, it was insane. Randy Orton thought the fiend was dead, but now the fiend has arisen. Like it, it's like now she went from doing some crazy stuff backstage and throwing fireballs to direct address at the people who, who like need an explanation as to the storyline. It, it, they, they broke it. It's done. Yeah. I th- yeah. It's crazy. And of course, like that, that's, that's part of my problem with wrestling, but it, I mean, it is what it is. Cause when it comes down to like WrestleMania season, it's, that's when they start, they're not talking to us anymore right now. Like they're talking to the people who are just like randomly tuning in. Yes. And, and that, that is, that hurts me a little bit. Cause it's like, I'm here all year. And, well, the, and, the and, and, and by the way, the year, this is who you talking. It just hurts the presentation. It but hurts as, but guys, but guys, it, 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 it's also unnecessary because the ratings are showing those people aren't here. It's just us. It's just us right now. So, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, did, dude. Well, you know, who, you know who's not there anymore? Andrade. The rumors are true. He requested his release and he got it the night of the pay-per-view. Um, he's gone, man. El Idolo is no more. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, I'm, I gotta be honest. I'm very upset about it. I think he was great. I'm, uh, I think you guys know how I feel about Andrade. I was a big fan. He's an incredible wrestler. So it's, it's, there's, uh, there's no way to get around it. It is, it is a, it is a huge failure and disappointment that this is how things played out with him. There's just kind of no way around it. Yeah. Usually when WWE loses somebody, whether they be released or they, ask for their release so they quit i'm just mostly unaffected <laughs> dip said it though this one hurts because andrade is uh an incredible talent i was gonna say a generational talent time will tell on that one but i, I really did like him a lot and i thought he had a high ceiling in the wwe so just to see him go out this way is is maddening he's not someone that um i was looking to be gone I mean, there I could I could list ten others who I think are not you know doesn't don't need any TV time. Yeah, get shout it. out and to them for yeah. still having a job, but you know Andrade uh, Andrade is an excellent performer, in ring performer, and it's a shame. So what else I, you got? I felt that way about NXT. I by the way, I love his theme music. So yes, I miss the theme music. That's an anthem. That's an anthem. Top what else you got? Theme music this generation. And then WWE announced some Hall of Fame inductees since the last time we spoke to you guys. Um, there was Kane announced. Worthy. There was William Shatner announced. Okay. The of Celebrity Wing, of course. Um, the Great Khali was announced. 
I don't get that. And at all. Rob Van Dam was announced, and they will be joining Eric Bischoff and Molly Holly in the 2021 WWE Hall of Fame class. Kane, the great Kali, Rob Van Dam, and William Shatner. You want me to I mean, you want me to rip this apart or what do you want? I mean, to congratulations do? to them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think we have enough time. There's other things to talk about. It's I mean, come on. <laughs> congratulations okay. to you guys. Yes. Okay, I, okay, I'll just I'll just say this. I, I <laughs> I'll just say this. Say it. Say it. I, my, I'm, my uncle Jeff, who is a dentist in Arizona, he's a great guy. Next year, I think it might be time for Uncle Jeff to be. Uh, you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. He's a great dentist. No, hold so on. So is Kane. We can't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Listen, we can't bury the Hall of Fame until after Peter gets in, okay? We want the bar to be at the highest level when Peter gets in, and then it's all downhill. Well, I mean, I, 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 already, I already should be in over William Shatner. I'm waiting Easily. for the boogeyman to get inducted. That's going to be Easily. the boogeyman. Oh, yeah, the boogeyman night. Boogeyman's the last one they have left that they have a relationship with that isn't in the Hall of Fame. Well, Batista is not going in this year. He, but he's in. He'll go in another year that he can. He do will it. go he in, but he's been pulled from last year's Hall of Fame class. He's doing it's a movie. A, I think scheduling conflict. Yeah, so yeah. he he what won't up? be going in. So yeah, Dave and Peter can go in together, and then that's it. And shut it down. Yeah, a great Kali was a fun performer uh, at live shows. He popped a crowd. He was definitely a spectacle, but he is one of the worst wrestlers. I, I don't know everything about the craft of wrestling, but when it comes to just what it looked like, woof, it was rough. Uh, but with him, though, I'm just so curious to to know how beloved he was in India. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm, that's true. I feel like that. I feel like that is playing a huge part in it. And just me being here, I don't. I don't know if I got the full effect or like the full feel of of of, of what Great Kali did around the world. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it too. Let me let me use this moment to do two things as we get into this week's uh, TV. Number one, I want to say a shout out to the guys at Wale Mania. They released um, the Wale Mania like gear that they're doing this year with Foot Locker. It's tremendous. Oh my god! Oh, explain, please explain. Well, the shirt that I got is a silhouette of Mark Henry holding up the title, and it has his signature on it, and it says Wale Mania across it. Well, that and works. They, okay. they did one with him, Sasha, Booker T. Um, Ron Simmons. I don't think Ron Simmons was it. No, they. Yep, they. This is how you. This is the cheat sheet for it. Black World Champions. Mage. Uh, Kofi. Yep. So it's Kofi Booker, Ron Simmons, Mark Henry, Sasha. I think that's it. A tremendous yeah. lineup. Yeah, the Booker T. Are, the- Booker T. With two belts on his shoulders, too. By the way. Yeah, um, but uh, it, 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 the stuff looks awesome. And also, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend, uh, my friends over at Proper Cloth, propercloth.com. Um, they sent me a couple of shirts, and I want to work some stuff out with them in the podcast. Uh, Dip, these are beautiful, um, custom tailored dress shirts. Um, How, if uh, you, Rosenberg. 
for all due respect, you don't think I know Proper Cloth? It's a great company. Oh, well, guess what, Dip? And I have great news for you. Oh. Uh, head over right now and use the code HEAT20 for 20% off. How about that? Wow. Howie Tannenbaum. We got to give him that code. He'll, he's a big, one of the biggest Proper Cloth guys in the biz today. They, they sent me a couple shirts from my measurements. I've never had, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had uh, custom and tailor suits before, had never done the, the properly tailored shirts. What a game changer. So if you're looking for dress stuff and you want to like help the podcast, help build that relationship, go get a, go get a shirt with the code heat 20. Uh, they are nice shirts. This is not jabroni stuff. They range from like nice to extremely nice. Um, but go, go check out pro- propercloth.com. Use the code heat 20 and uh, tell them that you heard it here. We're Mitch. Um, all right. I got SG- a wedding coming up, so I will be uh, checking them out. I'll tell them you sent uh, me. I, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do you're, I'm going to get you better than the code. My friend, we got to get you taken care of. Cause I got I got to look dapper. And God knows how much your size has changed over the last few years. So we don't even know what size <laughs> yeah, you'll be wearing. I'll, we'll wait. I'll, I'll find out what's the latest we can do it to, right. to, to get me accommodate. To, so that make sure that the cloth is proper. Depending on whether you, but depending on whether you lose or gain an extreme amount, extreme amount of weight between now and the wedding, we don't, we don't want it to become improper cloth. We want it to stay proper. Stay proper. We want the cloth to stay proper. As as I look at Ted DiBiase's repugnant uh, suit, uh, suit gimmick. <laughs> um, all right, SGG, yeah. let's jump into this week and talk about the subject that will probably dominate most of our time, uh, and that is the breakup of the Hurt business. I I predicted it, I believe, on our last episode. Yeah. Um, that we had not seen them together in a while. And this is a very, very WWE thing. They get very, very high on one person in the faction. And in my opinion, lose sight of the fact that the faction is what made that person seem so cool. Um, Yo, how did the New Day dodge this bullet? It's, like, it's a so miracle. Well, all right. Well, I have a take. I have a very surprising take on this. I think you guys know what it is. No, I, I don't know. Hey, I, I chatted it. Can what I? You say? Can Go I? May, may I? May I give you my? Please, you have the floor. Take. You have the floor. Very succinct. It's something. That is succinct. An angle occurred on television. Something happened. There was something going on. It was something. I'm not saying it was done well. It was done at the right time. It was, I I am not telling you I'm happy about it, but at the end of the day, it was something. So you are correct about that. Um, The problem is, I believe the something that it was will be over by next week. And that will be that. And that was the hurt business. And uh, that's that. Hmm. And that, and that's not something. No, I mean, if it turns into a feud between MVP and um, Lashley for the title leading into the next pay-per-view, if, if Bobby wins at WrestleMania or whatever, I'm cool with Can that. Can MVP even walk, though? Like He could do whatever he's... he wants. He's a great guy. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> what, do you, wait what, do you, what, what do you mean a feud between MVP and Lashley? I don't know. Let's break them up, too. I don't know. Lashley doesn't need anybody. <laughs> no, I don't Absolutely know. Not. Absolutely not. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think it's very clear from the second Lashley won the title and the only person in the ring with him was MVP. It's very clear that they see the value in MVP, but nobody else. Which is a shame because just as a, first of all, this has happened right after they broke up retribution too. So it's like the two, two factions that you had people excited about on raw last year, they, you know, they held it down through the pandemic. I mean, we're st- I guess we're still in the pandemic, but definitely in like the early worst days of COVID. And then one of them emerges to be the hottest thing you have not named Roman Reigns and you just throw it all away. Like the money that's just sitting there on the table, like the Hurt Business deserved the live crowd treatment. They deserve to to see what it would feel like to hear their music hit and then have the crowd do what they will with them, whether that's boo or cheer, just to get that reaction. Because I think that would have been something. But but man, this was so premature. This breakup. If you ask I agree. Me. I agree with. Of course, I agree with that. It was no, something. it's it's it. I I I totally agree. I would have been really curious to see how people reacted. You know, maybe it's not too late that they could bring them back together. Um, but I just think they were more mage together. Lashley was more mage. Every everyone was made better by the hurt business. And while it was something for one night, I just think that's going to be it, and that's that, and that they deserve better. I wanted them to add people to it. I thought the Hurt Business should have kept growing. And I just don't understand why they don't think that Lashley could have still been Lashley while keeping the Hurt Business together. And I will never understand. Now we obviously know, you know, that's why the titles were taken off of them. The titles don't need to be a part of the AJ Omos story at all. Like... They could want to fight the New Day without titles. No one cares. I know Dipperstein will appreciate this more than anyone. No one cares that AJ hasn't been a tag champion yet. No one cares. Yeah, obviously. No, a- so, AJ is the, the only one that cares. Yeah, and, mean a- and guess what? AJ no, probably not even care. the belts mean nothing. Now it's like the Grand Slam champion thing means oh. nothing. It used to be this mage thing. I remember, you know, I remember when Brett was the only two-time Triple Crown winner and then Sean was the first Grand Slam and then now it's like if you're at the top of the card you've been a Grand Slam champion and that's just what I, it is wow I can't believe you're finally admitting to something like this this is truly a, a breakthrough for you SGG this is a break this is a moment this, this is a moment this is, no this is something <laughs> wait what's the, mo- what is the, is what's the moment oh this is something oh, what's, the, what's the moment you are admitting to a inherent character you're in you are admitting to an inherent problem with wwe storytelling for the first time ever. oh i do that all the time i do that all oh, the time oh, oh now he's in denial <laughs> i do now that he, all the time now he's in denial about who he really is yeah i do I, that all I, the time to the untrained ear uh, the untrained, it's not the a thing that happens ear? you mean the people but, uh, who hear you talk more than anyone <laughs> but i do that all the time yeah to the to the untrained ear it's not a thing that happens yeah you have to read between the lines you have to be sitting with him you have to be named Crystal and be sitting with him in the middle of an episode of Bachelor Lost in Paradise. And that's the only way that you could discern it. But I, I, we're all on the same page. This is, it, it's whack. And I think it's going to hurt Lashley. I think it's going to make the character, uh, uh, you know, stale. And I think that my guess is Vince, Vince McMahon is probably in love with Lashley right now. It's, it seems pretty clear. 
And he is the ultimate Vince McMahon guy in terms of his style. We've known that on some level, Vince McMahon has always loved Lashley because think about the part that he played in the Battle of the Billionaires at a very early part in his career, right? Like he was involved in the main event, uh, essentially, of that WrestleMania or main event at Jace um, with Umaga. He's always been into him and now he's over. So I think he's just going to be really excited about Lashley and his power and his dominance. And don't get me wrong, that stuff is all great. And it's all obviously the biggest part of Lashley. But what was the difference? Why was Lashley better now than at every other time in his career? It was the Hurt Business, and now that's gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's the same mistake they made with Lashley already, with Lashley and Leo. You know what I mean? Leo Rush and Lashley was a, was a great pairing. And then they separated them, it feels like, too soon. <laughs> Lashley recovers. He's paired with the Hurt Business. Now he's even hotter. And, and you break that up. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I, this, yeah this, one's, this one's tough for me to, to understand. I'll tell you something I like this week, though, that may go against the grain of how a lot of people feel. Um, I am very happy that Edge is back to bad guy Edge. I yeah, think this he is was always a, a better bad guy. This he, the second he did, he got into edge mode and started talking the way Edge talks and pushing his hair back and being bad guy. You just remember how great he is. And I wonder, even for Dip, who wasn't that excited about Edge, and you were kind of, if you're being honest, you were not. You were around for the early Edge. You weren't super dialed in when he was the absolute top of the card. So don't you agree? Like when you saw him turn into this version, didn't you think he instantly got more interesting? Yes. But to me, my favorite edge will always be edge with the blood all over him. Edge with Gangrel. And the bruise is my edge. That's edge That's, for me. And, but, and, but, this, um, but of the modern yes, this, edge, this is it. Modern Edge, I'm ha- I'm happy with this modern Edge. I mean, he looks, his face is aging for sure. And he looks heelish. He has wrinkles. He, he has crow's feet. Like he looks like, like when he, when he, when he expresses himself, his facial expressions, he looks heelish. So I'm, I'm glad that they've leaned into this and it was probably the right thing to do. Um, uh, you know, it's hard for me to get excited about Edge because I'm just Edge is not one of my guys. But um, if it had to be this Edge, uh, if it had to be Edge, I'm happy it's this Edge. Also, I'm not as upset as some people are about the the triple threat. I wasn't super stoked about Edge and Roman for whatever reason. Um, Edge now gets to work with Daniel Bryan and with Roman, and in all likelihood. Well, I don't see Lashley losing at WrestleMania. I now see the title change happening as part of this triple threat without Roman taking a pin. Um, I think Edge, I think Edge ends up beating Daniel Bryan and winning the pinning Daniel Bryan and winning the title. You said you thought Daniel Bryan was gonna beat Edge. Well, I just changed my mind. Oh, okay. I, I, I agree. I think Edge will Edge, Edge and Bobby come away with the two big wins at the at the at at the show of all shows, which I'll be at. A hundred thousand percent. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Uh, I and my only concern there is my only concern about Edge scoring a pin in an underhanded way. 
and being heel edge. My only concern is I do not want this to diminish the heel of Roman. I do not want Roman coming out of mania, starting to lean back into the old Roman, and then the crowd never gets to see this Roman. Roman's too far gone, though, to lean back. I hope so. I I, I hope we get this all the way um, up until you know, Roman versus Seth at next year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Cause, cause people got to remember Roman told Jay, his cousin that he grew up with probably said his first words to in life. Oh, and your life in the middle of the ring. He's too far. Yeah, it's, gone. it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, he's, he, we lost them. Evil Roman is in full effect, but yeah, I'm hoping that that's who walks out of WrestleMania with the championship though. We'll see. They have a couple more weeks to build it so what do you what do you what do you guys say to my take what do you say to my take about wrestlemania as we sit here less than two weeks away from the showcase of the immortals the show of all shows the greatest spectacle in entertainment um what do you say to my theory that if you were to look at this card on paper just the matches i think you go that's a pretty good wrestlemania yes it's missing the big old school part-timer name, the the Undertakers, the Cena's, it's missing that, and I do think that hurts. But by and large, I think this is a good-looking card in spite of the fact that the way we've gotten there has not been pretty. Yeah, I think so, too, especially when you look at the top of the card and, like, the the matches that we're going to get. We're going to get Asuka and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. We got Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The triple threat match that we just talked about between, which I think, I don't, I don't know why WWE isn't pointing this out yet, but these are three men who their careers were essentially over at one point. Roman with his uh, leukemia scare, Edge with his neck, and then Daniel Bryan with his concussion issues. These are three men who were, who were done. And now we're getting them all back all for the biggest prize and all in characters that are they're like at the top of their game right now. Well, you're not so going to get it. You're not going to get that story because it, it, it hurts. the. It Roman deserves deal. a mention that like to just, I think it's a, cool. I think it's a cool thing. No, I do. I agree. I agree. They just don't want to focus. I think on the things that make you root for Roman Reigns, but you're right. It is very, that is cool. true. And, and, and that is, that match is great. The two women's title matches are great. It looks like they're going to do a Schmazola multi-tag match for the women's tag, um, which is whatever. Um, and Bad Bunny Miz will be silly and fun. That's fine. There's a place for that on WrestleMania. And on paper, you know, The Fiend and, and Randy could be awesome. There's a lot of fun stuff. It's just the last several weeks, including the Fastlane pay-per-view, it is, it's, it's not all been pretty. I'm I'm excited for Sasha and um and Bianca. I hope that they just you know burn the house down. I mean that is that is my hope. I think they ha- obviously have the the capability of doing it, and I think that they will. So that's the match I'm most excited to see, frankly. Yeah, and I know people. You know when Rhea challenged Oscar, a lot of people were just confused about how she could stake her claim to the Raw Women's Championship. And, and get the match. And I'll point out that she was the runner-up at this past Royal Rumble. And historically, when they have a, bland, a brand split and there are two world titles, the runner-up does go on to the, the title that isn't chosen by the Rumble winner. 
if you think about Cena and Batista, Cena did it. And um, I think even last year it happened. So the runner up constantly finds their way into, into that other title match. I think people were more just confused about why Rhea took so long to show up after the rumble. She was chilling, you know what I mean? She was biding her time. Evidently so. But I, I do, I do, I don't know what they can do this last week um, to try to like tie things up. Um, it's been it's been a loose few months, but when you get to it, when we get to that day, I think we will have a great card. And then you start those thinking days, about by the way, it's two yeah, those event. those two days. Um, and then and then it's just about where do we go after this? Because crowds are going to be coming back uh, potentially. I mean, who knows the way these cases continue to go up. Um, but crowds, I would imagine by SummerSlam, you know, if this if there's a crowd for WrestleMania, there's going to be a crowd for SummerSlam. Um, and where do we go? And boy, do we need the crowds back. I think that the the reaction of the crowd or lack thereof has played a serious detriment to the product. Yeah. And not just because of how it looks and sounds, but not having the crowd's feelings to help determine what things are working. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the the big thing, right? Because the the good thing about not having the crowd is it gave them the freedom to tell the stories they want to tell. Where Roman is completely a bad guy, he got you suck chance that I don't think he ever would have got <laughs> if there was a crowd. Um, but like you said, when it, when the time comes and the the crowd gets to be vocal about the things that they like and dislike, I think they're gonna find out that um, some of their artistic choices have have been rejected by the viewing public. Particularly Roman. I think Roman's going to be beloved. Well, we'll see about that. I hope that's not the case. I hope Roman gets booed when there's a crowd. I hope he gets booed at Mania. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's going to be a really, it's going to be a really fun part about WrestleMania. Is you know, do they do we know the total number of people? Um, no, I've been seeing conflicting, varying reports. I've seen that they want to go to like. 25% capacity uh, I've seen as high as like 75%, but I, I have no idea. Our tickets what I do know is whatever it tickets is, w, it's going to be a record number when WWE tells still available, us. but there's tw- it's supposedly 25,000 people each night out of whatever the, you know. And it probably holds like 70 or with staging, maybe 65, something like that. Tell you what, people love the Bushwhackers. Oh, they're great guy. Yeah, of course. I, I no, they were so dope. Well, I got to tell you, I'm embarrassed to admit this. If you put a gun to my head and said, pick Luke and pick Butch, it's a 50-50 chance I make it out, guys. Wow, that's really surprising and very upsetting to hear, to be completely uh, honest with you. I, I'm, I'm really... very upset about that. What about you, SUG? You got it? I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do it. Of course. If you can't tell Butch from Luke, who who are you? (laughs) What type of wrestling fan are you if you don't know Luke from Butch? There's something wrong with you if you can't tell Luke from Butch. It's it's hard to describe. Like, if you've held up a photograph, I could pick them out. But, like, describing them, you will 
me describing the same person. It's not like the nasty boys where, you know, you could say, all right, listen, Nobbs is the blonde. Right. Sands that is, is the brunette. That's if a you lot describe less. Luke and Butch, you're still describing the same person. I and think I, I, Butch had a, had a more sh- a stronger hairline. And I, I don't think he was particularly missing any teeth. I think Luke was, was clearly missing one of his front teeth and had a, a much more receding hairline. By the way, I, I got bad news for you. They're in a tag match against a tag team that if I was in the same situation, I'd be <laughs> oh dealing God. with the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I could pick out the Rougeos neck, uh, standing back to back. You, you, come on. Ray had the mustache, though. But if, if the back is behind, from behind, probably not. Wait, but Ray, Raymond had the mustache. Yeah. I mean, Raymond's the more recognizable. You, no, you Jacques, I think, now, is more recognizable. Hold on, hold on a minute. You, now you're telling me you can't tell the Rougeos apart? Yeah, the, the Rougeos is, is... The Bushwhackers, I'll give it to you. The Rougeos is is egregious. That's the one that's egregious? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. This I gotta is tell crazy you. to hear. This I, is a huge revelation. Ray had a mustache. Jacques didn't have a mustache. How, can you, how can't you tell them apart? One has a mustache. I, I got to tell you, I don't want to play this game anymore because it's going to get Ray had the mullet. Ray had the mullet. It was I cannot the back. tell. I don't Jacques know had the, the difference cut. between old school tag teams. I still don't know which one's Brett, which one's Jim. <laughs> if, you, if you said you what couldn't about? tell the Killer Bees apart, though, I'll give you that one. No, killer that one I know. Kill, killer Bees I have. You know which one is jumping Jim Brunzel? Yes. I could tell the killer bees apart even with the masks on. Yeah, they look different. That's that's, that's easy. By the way, killer bee, speaking of of different, the killer bees with the masks on hits different than the killer bees without the masks on. Am I right? Of course, it it (laughs) definitely hits different. But honestly, when I was at my biggest fanship for them, and I have the poster sitting in my house right now, um, they were masked off killer bees. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, w- I would, the amount of raccoons that I would pay for a killer bees mask, oh, ring worn. What do you think Ted would sell the, 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 the how much, how many OBO. raccoons? You could get it for OBO. Yeah, $100,000 OBO. Oh yeah, that's right. By the way, the wrestling for sale, WrestleMania sale is out of control. Yeah. I can't I, believe I, what he gets still. I don't even understand what he's doing, how he's getting it. The things that he has for sale for his WrestleMania sale, you simply cannot get anymore for not like for less than like $800. I don't know how he's doing it. I, I made a trade for an item that is so I, I've wanted for years. It's so hard to get now. It's it's crazy. Yeah, he's a pro. Yeah, it's That's it's, why it's he's, he's the one and only. He's beyond. It's it's out of control. The, have yeah. you seen all the posts of what he has? Of course, it's Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. So shout out to Wrestling for Sale. That's WrestleMania weekend. Go look for that. I want to say that my LJN collection is almost complete. Okay. What do you have? What do you have left? I want to get. Like I, I gotta get. Left, right? I gotta give a shout out to Nick D. At Desmond Six, who's a great guy, and sent me who who heated. Depends on who you call. ask. He heated the call, and I now have in my possession a Hulk Hogan with the white shirt and an Elizabeth, which I never had before. 
I, I couldn't believe how like diminutive the Elizabeth one was. It's much smaller than I thought it would be. And because I'd never held one or seen one in person. And, and the Hogan one is, is great. And it, it stands up perfectly. It, it's, it's fantastic. I, I got to tell you, I'm only missing a few more now. Um, I, I need the killer bees. If anyone is listening and wants to sell me these items, I need both. I need the heart foundation. I need the killer bees. I need referee blue shirt or white shirt. I need Tito with the blue tights. I need Haku, which is like $500 big boss man, which is like $500. And, um, I need hacksaw, which is like a lot. And I need million dollar man. That's it. That's pretty Yo, good. That, that's, and then you got to recreate the, the Undertaker mall joint. Oh, and then I need the Undertaker mall. But I also need, you know, the, I'm not going to get the Sergeant Slaughter mail away. It's too much. It's too much. If somebody no. has one in if you get that close. condition, if you have it in repug condition, I'll take it. I, I can't imagine how much it's worth in regular condition. If you get that close, you got to get, you got to get the Undertaker, the Sergeant Slaughter mail away. Ugh. You can't just have your collection be like, incomplete by one or two spending that amount of raccoons on on a on a on on the sergeant slaughter one is not going to be it hits different back type in, a, in a good not in a good way yeah no it hits bad different oh yeah that's right but by the way a, by the way i have a beautiful uh, rude i have a beautiful jake the snake with damien i have a very nice coco and a nice warrior now and you know, I got Elizabeth, which is great. I got, you know, I got, you know, Hogan with the white shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm. All right. Well, I, I got to say this right now. There's something going on. I haven't told any of you this. What do you have? You have something? I spent more raccoons on something related to wrestling. Oh, boy. Than any of us have ever spent on anything related to wrestling. Not and when I, and when I tell you, you're not even going to understand it. And you're going to think I'm a psycho, but it's happened. Was it ring-worn tights? No. Well, if you've been following me on social at all, you have seen that I have followed the craze and I have been dipping back into card collecting. That's right. Oh, what'd you get? The, the most desired set of, of cards. Well, there's, there's two, really. There's the 82 wrestling all-stars, which are, are very rare. And then there's the 85 tops WWF, which includes the beloved Hulk Hogan rookie card. I purchased a sealed, authenticated box of 1985 tops. Oh, yo. I'm smelling well, an NFT. It's 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 <laughs> NFT it's NFT adjacent confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> NFT adjacent. I mean, when you think about it, that's actually what cards are really is NFTs. But um, to, I literally spent raccoons, raccoon several raccoons were spent, and the it's worth it though. It feels like it's worth it. I I and the frustrating part is, I doubt I'll ever open this, but I. I'm watching these cards and the 85 tops are so desired. And I figured that if I'm going to do the card thing at all, I need to have one, at least one ridiculous wrestling card thing. Like, uh, otherwise, what am I doing? How am I? Be I'm not me. 
So I did it. I'll tell you both the number off the air. But I spent raccoons and I have a sealed box of 1985 top 36 packs of 1985 tops WWF. What um, temperature are you keeping them at? Yeah, it's that's a, a good question. That's a, it's, did you it's, buy a wine fridge just to keep the card, the box of cards in it? It's a great question. Where do I keep these? I don't know what to do. Do I put them in a safe deposit box? Yes. You God forbid to. the dog gets to them or something. You think I'd be upset <laughs> with it? Bear gets to them and eats all the gum? <laughs> I, if you open a pack in my presence, I will eat the gum. I'll chew the gum. I know you will. I mean, the only way this would I would open this is if I ran into so much money where I said, I don't give a shit anymore. And, and at a pay-per-view, we just say, let's open the box. <laughs> Fuck it. It would be fun up a storm to open the box looking for the Hogan rookie. How but many the, of those the, are in, did they make, do you think? There's plenty of Hogan rookies if you look. The value is basically... If you pull out a gem mint 10 Hogan rookie, it's worth thousands of dollars. If you get a, it, but you could go online right now and buy a seven or an eight rated Hogan for a couple, you know, a couple hundred bucks. The money is in a gem mint 10, but the beauty of a sealed authenticated box is these packs have never been touched. So you could legit pull a gem mint 10. Mm -hmm. So, that is my move. If you're out there and you're into the cards thing or the wrestling thing or the wrestling cards thing, and you see some 85 tops, those are the ones. SGG, do you have black power rankings? Oh, yeah. Uh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black, this one black. is going to be in memoriam to the heart business. Mm. We loved you. You loved us back. Business was booming. There was room for business to grow. I was waiting for an IPO. We didn't get one. Unfortunately, this Monday, the Hurt Business broke up. And not the way New Day did, where you still have Xavier Woods writing secret love letters to Biggie in the middle of a promo. No, no, no. They are done. And we're going to miss you. So this week, Shad Gaspar, Black Power Rankings, in memoriam to the Hurt Business. 2020 mm. to 2021. Uh, that's a tough one to take, guys. Um, guys, next week we will be back with our Major uh, WrestleMania Spectacular. You can write us, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. I know I owe the world a major mailbag. We will do a pre-mania mailbag next week. And um, in the meantime, I'd like you guys to do me a favor if you can, and that is to stay major. Take it easy, stay man. Major. Goodbye. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, 
guy right. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.